G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. So the Collingwood Chief Executive Mark Anderson is with us on Crunch Time. Mark, hello. Hello, Jared. Good to be with you. Is there a risk of being completely overwhelmed by the Nathan Buckley conversation, given his place in the game and his history with Collingwood? Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is that, as you know, he's a, he's a great individual. He's so genuine. He's so authentic. He's got a passion and love for the club. Uh, and he'll, he does what's needed by the club. And, and he's incredibly balanced as well in terms of how he looks at these sort of issues, but more broadly as well. So, no, in answer to your first question. How do you navigate it then? Because the conversation is going to be... Uh, well, it, frankly, it's, it's going to be the predominant conversation in footy for as long as it takes to reach the decision. Yeah, look, and I think that was the, the value of sitting down pre the season starting, Jared, And the, uh, you know, with, with Nathan sitting down with Graham Wright and myself, we had the, these conversations around how was the season going to play out. And obviously we ran a whole range of uh, scenarios through that, as you do. And all of us were really comfortable that the right thing to do was to let the season unfold and to have the, the conversation in depth at the back end of the year. And that included Bucks. Uh, he was absolutely wanting to do that. It wasn't that he was uh, forced into it and or pressured into it. He was wanting to do that himself. So I think the fact that all three of us have really open conversations, we trust each other, we respect each other, nothing's changed since that conversation before the start of the year. Did you know on Wednesday morning that he would tip his hand publicly and declare that he wanted to coach Collingwood next year? Uh, look, it was no surprise at all. Uh, and I think um, what, we, what we all are at the moment is, is focused in the moment and, and all of the focus uh, is on getting a win today uh, against the Gold Coast at the G. So he's, he's always said that he's passionate about coaching, he's passionate about the club. Um, but he also said in that response, Jared, that the right thing to do was to have that conversation at the back end of the year. And it's not uh, about just about Nathan Buckley, it's about the club. And as I said before, that was his view as well, uh, that that's the right time to sit down and have the conversations. Had you heard him be so categoric that he wants to coach next year? Uh no, we hadn't had that conversation. We'd had what does 2021 uh, look like? Uh, but there's no surprise in that. He's, a, he's, he's committed, he's passionate, uh, and no surprise in that at all. But uh, as we continue to, you know, we have regular conversations, the three of us, and uh, we are all about focused on the, the next match and the next block of matches and uh, ensuring we, we get the season on track. Are you pleased to hear that, that he wants to do it beyond this year? Yeah, look, I'm pleased to hear. Uh, I rate him, as I said before, I rate him as a person, rate him as a coach. So pleased to hear that, but not surprised either. He's passionate and committed, so I'm not surprised at all. Does 10 years tell against him at this point, Mark? How long you're in the job is uh, on, on, the, um, on the task ahead? Uh, not in my view, Jared. I think the, the industry, the AFL industry, has become far more mature around... Um, investing in coaches and investing in them over a long period of time and so, or a longer period of time. And so I think 
the industry's matured, clubs have matured, understand the complexities and that over 10 years or however long uh, the clubs go through the, the rhythms and different stages of development. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it, it depends on the situation and, and where the group's at, where the coach is at, where the club's at, and, and all of those things factor into sitting down and having that conversation at the back end of the season. Is it a natural part of the decision-making, Mark, to assess what alternatives there are, or is it strictly as a starting point, Nathan Buckley's suitability to continue on with Collingwood? Uh, we are simply and fo- simply focused on exactly that, that we are in the moment of the 2021 season trying to get that on track. We've been really close, as I think uh, I heard in your opening, that you know, our, our losses have all been really tight, you know, no more than 30 points against GWS. So we're right in the mix. And with our best team on, on the field, we can compete with anyone and we genuinely believe that. And at the same time, you know, we're bringing through some young players and developing those. So, you know, that'll play out across the season and, and uh, that's the full body of work that we want to see at the, at the end of the year or towards the end of the year. Are you surprised by how vehement those who believe Buckley's time is up, both in the the Collingwood supporter base and in the in the broader football community? Are you surprised by how vehement they are that Buckley's time at Collingwood should be coming to an end? Uh, yes, sir. I, don't know, I was surprised by uh, the, the comments that you have clearly got, Jared. Um, that uh, what. Uh, what I know about Nathan and, and uh, what I really respect about him is he's such a passionate and committed Collingwood person and all at Collingwood have absolutely uh, respect for who he is as a person and what he's contributed to our club. So for me, that's, that's kind of external noise. I understand that a whole range of people will have different opinions, uh, some pros, some not, uh, but you know, he, he is a great Collingwood person that's absolutely committed and and it's about the, the job that we're doing and need to get done and, and so that's the primary focus and you know the body of the work of the season it will uh, will be the right sort of evidence if you like to sit down and have the conversation understand that there'll be different opinions along the way. So in that mark is there's no avoiding the magnitude of the decision is there given Buckley's place at Collingwood through a couple of generations it is the, there is an immense decision that, that lies ahead as to whether his time at Collingwood continues or it's coming to a close. Yeah, that, that's not unique though, Jared. Jared, it, uh, in 2017, you know, the club went through a really deep review process and it was a similar conversation to what's occurring now. So that's, that's not a new conversation. Um, I think it, it says something about the size and scale of Collingwood and, and certainly about Nathan Buckley within that. But it's not a new conversation. And I, I think as leaders, our job is to, as much as possible, understand that there'll be commentary and, and external noise, but stay focused on what's the best thing for the footy club and the individuals in the footy club and sitting down, looking at that really clearly uh, and with a good body of evidence behind us and, and then making calls. And, you know, Nathan is hugely respected by us in that. Hi, Mark. Sam Edmund here. I just wanted to ask you quickly about the game today and matters on field. Obviously, a lot of discussion mm. around youth, as you just touched on there, but 14 players will run out today that featured in the 2018 Grand Final. I mean, so there's some elder experienced statesmen in the side today. Is there a need for them to show something? For all the talk around the youth, 
Would you like to see some of your, your decorated elder statesmen really fly the flag today? Yeah, uh, and I think that's where we're at. Well, not I think, that's where we're at as a team, Sam, in terms of that we've got that really good uh, block of experienced, uh, really great players for us uh, that, are, that are proven match in, match out, that they've, they've got talent and uh, experience and, and they know how to win matches. So that, that you don't change or lose class. Uh, we, we believe that when we've got the best players on the park that we're really competitive and, and actually we've shown that we remain really competitive. What we've got to do, and that's been the focus of this week, is translate the being competitive to getting across the line and, and clearly getting the win in the in the column. So we've got that that young, exciting group that's coming through, and uh, Caleb Poulter will uh, be our fifth debutant of the year. So that that's exciting for the club and kind of the the future of, of the club. But very much in this moment, we're expecting them to contribute, but certainly our experienced players to lead the way on that front. Sorry, in terms of. Um the work Graham Wright has to do, Mark, is how uh, how big is the decision around the list as the composition of the list now and the direction over the next two to three years, and whether this is a period of development to add high end draft talent, or whether you can swing back into contention relatively quickly. Yeah, it's it's a good and fair question, Jared, and and I think that's why we got Wrighty uh, on board uh, was certainly uh, after an experienced uh, GM of footy and, and with Wrighty we, we get that and we've also got someone that's got great list management uh, and, and talent identification background as well so he's a great addition for us uh, and he's been great early. Um, his role is to exactly that look at the list and, and assess where we're at uh, and where we're at in, in that development. I think uh, one, one of the things, in addition to kind of the, the obvious, if you look at our list at the back end of last year and who retired, there's seven players that did. Ben Reid, Trav Barco, Lyndon Dunn, Tommy Langdon, way too early, unfortunately, among that seven. What uh, I, I think that was uh, certainly a shift in that we they were great servants and great people of our club and we knew that we could sort them in in a match and they, they'd get a role, play a role and, and get the job done for us. But we also knew that we needed to take that next step and in our next phase that we needed to bring some young talent through. So those five debutantes that you've seen this year is, is just an example of that. And Wrighty's job is to look at what's next as well, obviously, as you said, for 2022 and beyond. So is that is that the biggest consideration facing the club? Uh, no, it's not the. It's one of the considerations, and uh, in footy departments, it's it's all of the mixes that come together to deliver success. And I think we've uh, we've done that. Uh, you know, we haven't got the ultimate prize as you spoke about uh, in the lead-in, but we've finaled in the last three years. And but as footy clubs, you need to constantly review and assess where you're at and be realistic about that. And certainly, list management's a key part of that. But all elements of our footy department. Uh, we need to adjust and, and, and amend and get better. And uh, the beauty of Wrighty coming in with those fresh eyes uh, from a successful uh, Hawthorne program, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great addition to all of those reasons. So with the retirements that you referenced and the players who exited that we will know about, were you fearful of a rocky start to this season, the, the rocky start that has eventuated? 
look, I, I think what we knew is with uh, those players that I've mentioned stepping out that uh, we did need our, our best players on the park and like all clubs, we're therefore relying on uh, on injuries and, and who the injuries happen to and we've We've actually uh, done a, a really good job in terms of the depth of our injury list, but the you know the four that we were missing last week uh, in the big Anzac Day match of Tay Adams, Geordie, Billy Elliott, and Howie, they're they're four big outs for us when we know that we've lost that bulk of experience. So fortunately, we get one of those back today with Geordie, but uh, you know we we do need our our best players on on the field to deliver and compete with the best. So, Mark, the, the other issue of the week was Port Adelaide's desire to wear the prison bars. And you'll forgive me if I, I sort of got overwhelmed by Eddie Maguire and never quite got to what Collingwood's current view is. Are you vehemently and bitterly opposed to them wearing the jumper as much as your former president is? Yeah, we're, we're really strong on it, Jared, And we didn't comment a lot because we didn't feel like we, we needed to because uh, our position was, was really clear and strong and and protecting our our position and uh, you know and our black and white stripes are a really a proud part of our tradition and, and heritage and history as well. Clearly, uh, but why we didn't uh, why we didn't feel like we needed to buy into the public debate was uh, in 2019 we we sat down with Port Adelaide and as you know they were celebrating their 150th year and we sat down with them and, and understood that was a pivotal year for them and a massive year and uh, they wanted to wear their uh, their prison bar jumper and and also were going through some rebranding uh, work and we absolutely supported them in that and we recognised how important that was but within that agreement that we reached it was clear that that was a one-off uh, and we felt that well, it was explicit, and so we didn't need to comment publicly this week. We've, we've been strong, we've been clear, always happy to sit down and talk with them, but that's our current position. And you know, we were very, very focused this week on ensuring uh, our focus was on this afternoon and playing Gold Coast at the G. Mark, Port Adelaide say it's not over yet. Would you go to court to protect it, if need be? Uh, well... I think I, well, not I think, I, I read this morning that Port Adelaide, uh, whilst that was talked about during the week, they've said that's not an option. So that's not going to happen. Okay. So is there the possibility of them furthering discussions with you to see if they can, um, if they can find any wiggle room in where things are? Uh, look, they they can and, and certainly uh, they will and you know as in all topics and conversations you know we've got a massive amount of respect for the Port Adelaide Footy Club and and going back to that previous comment we demonstrated that respect in the way that we dealt with what was a, a really important 150th year celebration and did the right thing uh, and as we should have so I think you know there's respect there always uh, but our position is clear but uh, you know we, we always talk with people that we respect and, and we would do that. Mark, thanks for your time this afternoon and good luck for your pies against the Suns. Thanks, Jared. Mark Anderson is the Collingwood Chief Executive. That was for Dometic, everything you need for adventures, big or small, mobile living made easy, Dometic. It's not hard to imagine what things look like if the pies go under this afternoon. So there's a set of games where the result is central and this is absolutely one of those. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. 
Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.